Hello and welcome to Making Mediumship the Norm, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Espinasi, known as New Zealand's Modern Medium, and I have been very privileged over the years to connect thousands of people to their loved ones in spirit, whether that be through one-on-one readings to my sellout Whispers from Above shows. I'm excited to be able to bring you this podcast where together we are going to be bringing mediumship into the everyday homes, the everyday hearts and everyday conversations. Whether you are here seeking solace after the loss of a loved one, needing guidance on your life's journey, or simply you have a curiosity to explore the mysteries of the universe, the Making Mediumship the Norm podcast is here to support you. My intention with each episode is to help you bridge the gap with life beyond this earth. So without further ado, let's tap in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's really fun episode where I'm going to be answering five questions that my followers have asked me about being a medium or mediumship. And I'm going to give you an inside look into my journey, how I view mediumship, and maybe this is going to help you to fulfill that curiosity that you have within your own spiritual journey, but also just to understand mediumship for what it truly is. So let's dive straight in to the first question, which is, can you communicate with a specific loved one in spirit? Now, many years ago, I would have said there's no guarantee that we can connect with certain loved ones in spirit. I mean, no one can make that guarantee. However, I want to say that if you truly understand mediumship, you know that there is no separation between us and the spirit realm. So most loved ones in spirit are going to be accessible. I want to say like 99.9%. Now, there could be uh, certain reasons why we can't communicate with that loved one. And it could be that they have already reincarnated or that they're that the person that is getting the reading just isn't open to that experience. And so then it doesn't kind of happen. But when I do my readings, I always ask my sitters, who is it that you would like to hear from? Because if you kind of understand the spirit realm, you know that there are sometimes like 10 to 100 people, if not more, that are available for that one person. And so if we can kind of just hone in and, you know, just have a starting point, it's always really helpful. And then we put the feelers out there and let everybody else kind of come in. So when we establish a mediumship connection, I really feel it's important to give evidence that it's that person. So anybody can kind of go, hey, hi, Mary, I've got your grandmother and she says, hello. Like you can kind of put two and two together that most people have a grandma or a grandfather like in the spirit realm. But we want to make sure that we are giving evidence that it is that person. And that evidence is either going to come in the form of facts about the the loved one that is in the spirit realm or facts about the person that's receiving the reading that 
the loved one in spirit has been watching since they're in the spirit realm. So we really want to make sure that these connections are genuine and that we're not forcing the connection just because the person wants to hear from a particular loved one in spirit. So I always say I do not want to rob you from that you know, genuine experience. So if it doesn't gel, I just go, you know, it's not my day today, or this isn't the day that this is going to happen. And I don't try and force it. I don't try to like fake my way through it or anything like that, because that's not fair on the person receiving the reading, but it's also not fair to the spirit realm and the beautiful connections that get to happen with you know, mediumship. So I really feel it's important to choose the right medium for you, someone that you feel you have a connection with, someone that you know has a good reputation, someone who is continuously investing in their mediumship mastery, you know, someone who actually takes pride and has ethics when it comes to this line of work. Because like any industry, there are going to be people who are amazing at what they do. And then there are people who are just going to do what they are doing just because. So the spiritual industry is no different to any other industry out there. There are people who are doing it for the love of it because that's what they just can't imagine themselves doing anything else. And then there are people who are like, oh, well, this is something that I could, you know, make some money in or whatever. So when it comes to communicating with certain loved ones in the spirit realm, if you're going to go and get a reading or if you're going to a show or anything like that, I want to say, yes, absolutely have that person in mind but also be open to what else is possible and who else may want to come and say hello to you. Okay, so hopefully that uh, answers that question. So the second question I want to answer for you is how do you receive messages from the spirit realm? And I love this question because I do teach mediumship in my signature program, Reunited. Now, you can actually get Reunited for free as part of my intuitive and mediumship bundle. So if you want that, just message me and say, Melissa, I was listening to your podcast and you mentioned that I could get a free bundle. So you can message me, DM me, send me an email. However you find this podcast, let me know and I will send you the link for that. It's absolutely free. But the live rounds of Reunited are where the magic really does happen. And one of the things that I love teaching about is how the spirit realm communicates. Now, what I want to just say to all of you listening is you have to keep in mind that we are physical beings. We live in a physical reality right now. And our loved ones in the spirit realm are etheric. They are consciousness. So they are energy. And so ultimately, our loved ones in spirit are energy trying to communicate with a physical being. So I just want you to keep in mind just how phenomenal and magnificent that truly is and the level of intelligence that goes 
to loved ones in spirit or angels or gods and goddesses, you know, all of that kind of stuff to communicate with us because they actually have to get through the ego mind, which is probably the hardest part. And so there are five main senses that we use in mediumship to receive information from the spirit realm. So most people have heard of clairvoyance. So clairvoyance is to do with the sense of sight where you're seeing symbols or you're seeing, you know, angel numbers or when I'm communicating with a loved one in spirit and they're showing me a scene in my mind. It could be, you know, a father that's working on a car and I go, oh, I can see your dad's working on a car, right? So it's all involving the sense of sight. Now, some of you might actually be able to see spirit like in front of you. (laughs) I don't really have that. That's not really how my senses work, but some of you may experience that where you're like, oh my gosh, I can see, (laughs) I can see a spirit. So you're like that kid of the movie, The Sixth Sense, right? So that's not necessarily how this stuff works, but some of you may have a heightened sense of sight. And that is of course your clairvoyance. Now, we also have the sense of hearing, which is called clear audience. Now, this is predominantly how I work. So this is like my little cushy one. And if you see me working live or if you have a reading with me, you'll often see that my eyes flicker to the top right corner of the room. And that's because I'm listening. I'm listening to what your loved ones in spirit are telling me. And so I hear it as my own voice in my mind, especially if it's a woman, but if it's like a child or a man, sometimes I'll hear it in like a different voice. So it's not how I speak, so I can differentiate the way that, you know, these people, your loved ones, I should say, are communicating with me. It's a very different kind of feeling and... That's how it happens for me. But also, if you're tapping into your clear audience, that might be when a song comes on at the supermarket or you're at a friend's house and their Spotify playlist plays the song or you can sometimes hear like loud and clear, you know, spirit saying like, get in the car, right? So usually you'll hear spirit outside of your mind when you're in danger and they need you to like move away from the situation. So clear audience is all to do with like hearing and that's usually like thoughts in your mind. Um, You might also have clear audience sometimes can happen like when you're reading a book. So sometimes it can be, you know, a little bit of a crossover between clairvoyance and clear audience, but it's all thoughts. You could also be overhearing a conversation or there's something, you know, something on a movie, like a certain line and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been um, asking for. Now we also have clear sentience, which is the sense of feeling. So usually clairsentience involves the emotional system, like our emotions. And so I'll be able to tap into the energy of a loved one in spirit and be like, oh, they're, you know, when they were young, they were so happy or they were so creative. So I can tap into their personality 
and I can tell how a person has passed. So I'll feel the heart attack or I'll feel uh, being drowned or whatever it might be. I know those are not necessarily nice things to experience, but one of the ways to give evidence that it's a certain person in the spirit realm that we're connecting with is the circumstances around their passing. So that's usually how it happens. So you'll get a feeling in your body or you'll also get different temperatures around you. Like one side of your body might get really hot or really cold. Uh, We can feel energy, you know, when you walk into a room and you know two people have had a fight, like you can feel the energy. So that's another way that loved ones in spirit communicate with us is through feeling. Now, two other senses that are quite fun are clear scent, which is the sense of smelling. And then you have clear gustience, which is the sense of taste. So um, last night I was teaching my program Reunited, uh, a live round, and we're literally learning about this. So that's why I've got all the goods for you about this question. And I you know, was talking about the, the sense of smell and, you know, you'll get a little whiff of something. So it could be like, there's no one smoking, but all of a sudden you get a little whiff of a cigarette smell. And that's because your grandfather smoked cigarettes, right? So he's letting you know he's around. Or all of a sudden you get the taste of like chocolate chip cookies and no one's baking chocolate chip cookies. You haven't eaten it. It's just in your mouth and you're like, oh my gosh. And that's because, you know, grandma made the best chocolate chip cookies and that was her secret recipe. So I decided this morning to test this out and I asked my uncle Alan, I was like, okay, uncle Alan, I want you to give me something significant to you through clear gustian, so through taste. And as soon as I said that, all of a sudden I could taste like a polished wood. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's the didgeridoo. And I'd completely forgotten that my uncle Alan loved to play the didgeridoo. So there are so many ways in which they are communicating with us and it uses our energy bodies. So even though these are the same as our five senses, it's using the energy within our body to receive the messages they are sending us. And the hardest part of mediumship isn't receiving the message, it's trying to interpret what the message is. So you might get visions, you might feel like there's an imprint on the bed, all of that kind of stuff is really cool, even though it can kind of scare the bejesus out of us when it's happening, because we're like, oh my gosh, this invisible thing is like right here, right now. But I have this podcast, I have these conversations to really demystify what people think uh, the spirit realm is. It's really not paranormal activity kind of stuff. It's really loving. It's really beautiful. And anything that's not loving and beautiful and kind and comforting and safe really isn't the spirit realm. And that is just nonsense from our human consciousness that we are manifesting here on earth. So yeah, that's how I feel I want to answer that question. Hopefully that gives you 
some examples of how you can start receiving messages from your loved ones. And of course, message me about the bundle, or of course, you can also keep an eye out for the next live round of Reunited and you want to join this program because you and your loved ones are doing Reunited together. It is such an expansive opportunity to really get both dimension perspectives of the growth and the love and what it's really like to be source, source as a physical being, but source as well as a consciousness. So it's pretty cool. I really love it. And I know you will too. Okay. So the next question I have is, can you predict the future or provide insights into life with your loved ones in the spirit realm? And the answer to that is yes, I do. Uh, years ago, I would have said, no, 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 no. You know, psychic is here and mediumship is this. And so, you know, you can't blend the two together. Now, there is a difference in going from, I've got your mom here and she's telling me you're going to go on a cruise and that you're going to meet this guy and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. You have to establish that it is that loved one in spirit and why they are seeing that. So there's a real difference in me going, I've got your mum here and she, you know, passed of breast cancer and she is showing me that she's got the cat uh, that's also in spirit that you just put down. Uh, I can see that you're wearing her necklace that, you know, she got you for your 21st. So see, like I've given evidence. And then I can say like, mom is showing me that you've been looking at cruise pamphlets. Okay. And she's saying, go for it. You're going to have an amazing time on the cruise. And she's also making me feel quite giddy that potentially you're going to meet somebody on the cruise as well or soon after the cruise. So can you see how there's a difference? And I've established that the mother is showing the evidence of the things that are unfolding in that person's life as opposed to just going, yep, your mum is saying this, 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 and this. I mean, there's no evidence in that. And of course, our loved ones get a full 360 degree degrees perspective of everything that can unfold in our life. So of course, their role is to guide us in maximizing our human potential. So they are constantly guiding us towards the optimum way of living our lives. So they are absolutely giving us intuitive guidance so that we can really seize the opportunities we have on earth. So absolutely. And I know years ago I would have completely said no, 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 no. But this is why on our journeys as consciousness and as, you know, evolving into the truth of who we are, along the way, you're going to shift your belief system. You're going to learn different things. And sometimes what you thought a few years ago isn't what you might think now. And I just want to say that's per perfectly okay. And it's part of the journey. So for me, the more I've been diving into mediumship, the more that I'm just seeing that it's no longer just mediumship and healing is over here and intuition is over there. I'm like, 
it all gets to be intertwined together because really it's all energy and you're just choosing one modality of interpreting that energy. Whether it's healing, you're still interpreting energy. Whether it's intuitive, you're still interpreting energy. Whether it's channeling, you're still interpreting energy. Like that's all we're doing. Healing, intuitive, mediumship, we're just giving energy, the opportunity to be understood through words. So it doesn't necessarily matter where the energy is necessarily coming from. I feel like we give that way too much significance, but we want to make sure that we are giving evidence of where this is kind of coming from. Like I can't just go to somebody oh, you're going to meet this new man. And they're like, well, wait, 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 I'm married. (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay, are you? (laughs) Right? Like you, you got to tap into, you've got to make them know that what you're really talking about is them. So I could say something along the lines of, I'm really feeling like your relationship is strange right now. Like, can you understand that? And they can be like, yeah, we're definitely going through a hard, hard time. And then I could say, well, look, with the guidance kind of coming through, are you open to just seeing the possibilities if you stay together or if you were to leave, right? So I'm giving my person the opportunity to kind of make that choice as opposed to going, well, you're going to meet this new man, screw your husband. Do you know what I mean? Like there are just ways and ethics and personal responsibility that comes with this work that sometimes if you haven't been trained properly, you can maybe not know how to handle these situations. So like any profession, it is important to get the right training and the spiritual community or the spiritual industry, I should say, is not monitored. There's no set kind of standard or qualification you have to have to practice doing this work. And now that Oracle cards have become so accessible, it's like every man and his dog feels like they're intuitive and and can share messages. But it's important to understand what you're doing, where you're receiving the information and the delivery of it, because we're dealing with people's lives and you are impacting people's lives, either positively or negatively, depending on the delivery. So I'm sure you could tell me horror stories of readings that you've had. And that's why it gives this industry such a bad rep. And so I really want to say that for me, I've taken this journey really seriously because this is my purpose. This is what I'm here to do. This is why I have this podcast. This is why I teach my program Reunited. This is why I, you know, share so much on my social media or that I do my shows. I do all the different things that I do around mediumship because I want to shine a positive light on what mediumship truly does when you use it for what it's for and not like a gimmick or like a party trick on a Saturday night, okay? So that's a question, that's question three. So the next one, which I really love this question is, how do you deal with skeptics or those who don't believe in your abilities? Now, this is one I still currently deal with Uh, it's not something that I feel will go away until mediumship is the norm. 
And that's why we're asking all of you to share the podcast episodes, right? So that this kind of conversation or the conversation throughout the podcast can really spread throughout the world and we can start having a little bit more of a better understanding about mediumship. So skeptics are always going to be a part of it. In the beginning, I used to have a lot of skeptics because I don't feel I was confident in my, I don't want to say my own abilities, but I didn't have the confidence in what I was really doing. You know, like I had no idea how to run a business. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm doing this. You know, I I really didn't have the confidence. Now, you know, I've been on television, I've been um, in magazines, radio, you know, I do a lot of live shows. So I'm in the public quite a lot. And, you know, this is part of it. I do my best not to let it bother me. Often I find the hardest skeptics to deal with are actually Christians And that's actually really sad because I believe, well, I don't believe in anything, but I know God as source and I often get told that I do the devil's work or, you know, so on and so forth and um, that mediums are frauds and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I I still get comments like this. It hasn't gone away and... I feel because I am so public about what I do that it in some ways comes with the territory. But I do want to say that some of the comments are so mean. Like I would never say the kind of stuff that I have received to another human being, especially without knowing them, especially without, you know, having done some research about what they do. Like people feel that they can give their harshest opinions about me and my work. And it's not so much my work like when they say, you know, mediums are frauds or whatever, it's more when they judge me as a person that really hurts. And they're like, you're such a liar or whatever. And I'm like, um, you haven't even seen me work. Like you don't even know who I am. And here you are talking about me and my character because of my profession. Now it's like saying, you know, all lawyers are sharks, right? It's like, no, there, there are some really crappy lawyers and there are some really amazing lawyers. It's, it's like any industry, but definitely when you work as a psychic or a medium, people feel more opinionated about it than, for example, if you worked as a healer. I don't feel healers get as much skepticism as intuitives and mediums. And so for me, I have dealt with everything under the sun. I have been ridiculed on national radio. I have, you know, I've had death threats. I've had letters sent to my home, um, really nasty things. You know, I've, I've had people do some really shitty things be because I'm a medium. And I don't feel anymore that it's up to me to prove anything. In the beginning, I did. I was like, I got to prove how amazing I am. And now I'm like, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I'm like, this is who I am. This is my gift. This is my ability. You either love it or you don't. But it's not up to me to change your mind, whether you believe that I've connected with your loved one in spirit or not. 
or that you believe you can connect with the spirit realm. That That's not my job. My job is to give the spirit realm a voice. And if that's your jam, yay. And if it's not, that's also okay. Like you have the right to your own belief system. And that's something I had to learn very early on. Otherwise, I just would never have got to the level in which I have. And I feel like something that's that I want to say, it's like potentially like being a celebrity, like if you were to read all the tabloids that people wrote about you, like you'd never do anything ever again. So I do my best not to respond to skeptic comments, but sometimes I can't help myself. And I'm like, this is such an unfair thing that someone has said, especially when I'm like promoting my shows and I'm posting, you know, on Facebook groups or, you know, whether it be, um, in a you know newspaper, um, I've actually had in the past newspapers say that I can't advertise with them my shows because um, this is they don't believe in what I do. Like I've had that. I've had venues say no, you can't hire this venue because we don't agree with what you do. Like I have dealt with stuff that is really unfair that other industries don't have to deal with because I don't know, I guess it's like being a stripper or something. It's like literally in the same category. Um, Or sometimes I feel like we get treated even worse than that. No offense to strippers. You're doing an amazing job of um, doing what you do. Um, So Yeah, I feel this has been a really hard journey and this is what stops a lot of people from sharing their divine gifts, but it also is a reason why a lot of people don't ever experience going to have a reading or going to a show because of the harsh harsh skepticism that they also receive for going to something like that. And that's what hurts me more. It's like, I hate it when someone will say, oh, I can't believe you believe in that to somebody that's like, oh, I can't wait to come to your show. And it's like, that really hurts me because that's not even an attack on me. That's an attack on the person that's coming to the event. And that's really hurtful. And so this is why I'm really passionate about the conversation shifting. So yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I need to do <laughs> anything to prove to anything. And I hope that you take this on for you, that you don't have to prove your skills or abilities to anybody, that your reputation will follow you. Like I've been doing this for 11 years. If I wasn't the real deal, I wouldn't still be doing this. Like I would have been caught out a long time ago. So just keep keep at it. Stay in your lane. Put, you know, keep doing your thing. Keep mastering your skills, refining your skills and not being afraid to put yourself out there and know that you help so many people. Like I focus my energy on the people I'm helping rather than putting my energy on, you know, <laughs> the person that feels like they want to be a keyboard warrior telling me to go and read the Bible because, you know, clearly it says that, you know, thou shall not consult whatever, right? I mean, I'm not helping that person. Them saying that to me isn't going to make me change my mind uh, in the line of work that I'm doing. So I focus more on 
the love that I get to pass on to those who choose to come to my events or have a reading or even tune in to this podcast. So last question that I have here, and I hope that this has been really insightful for you. So this is a good one, another good one. Are there any dangers or negative aspects associated with your work as a medium? (laughs) I feel like I kind of answered that with uh, like the skepticism one. Honestly, there's nothing to be afraid of as a medium. Like I'm not afraid of the spirit realm whatsoever. The biggest thing that scares me is actually the humans. (laughs) It's you guys. (laughs) The spirit world does not scare me at all. I have said, and I have a podcast episode on this, you know, ghosts, uh, entities, demons, all of that kind of stuff isn't real. So, and you can listen to that if you're like, what? Um, But I feel that, you know, the most dangerous part is dealing with public belief system or dealing with how people respond to me being a medium, but there aren't really any dangers. Nothing that's really like, don't do this, you know? Um, Yeah, I feel like the hardest part of it all is more learning to have that self-assurance that you are a good person, that what you're doing is something really amazing in this world and not letting the naysayers get to you. That is honestly the hardest part. And I I really feel like the negative aspects of being a medium isn't anything to do with mediumship either, but it's to do with society and dealing with religious sectors and when you're trying to shift something that has been ingrained for thousands of years you're really up against you know a big mountain like I'm just a small fish here trying to like make a global change and so I'm up against some really big dogs really that don't want me making mediumship the norm because in making mediumship the norm, they will lose their authority and their manipulation over humanity. So that is probably like the dangerous part is my life could be in danger more because someone might want to kill me because of the difference I'm making in the world as opposed to like anyone in spirit trying to want to attack me or, you know, blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. So that would be like... I guess a danger, but like I said, I know that I'm here to do this great big work. And if I'm going to go, well, then it was my time. However I go, when I go, well, that was when it was supposed to happen. That was the divine unfolding of my life. And I hope that I've left a legacy for someone to pick up the pieces of what I've done and carry on with this mission of making mediumship the norm. So yeah, that's what I would say. Emotionally, that's the hardest part is dealing with the public. And I mean, there are some times where it's really emotional when you're connecting, for example, like a mother to her child or 
someone who's committed suicide. So, I mean, there's definitely like an emotional roller coaster, but I've been doing this so long now that I know how to navigate myself through that. I don't fill up my schedule anymore. Like I used to do over 500 readings in person a year back in the day. And now I'm like, no, thanks. Um, I, I don't definitely do not work to that capacity anymore. That was just crazy. So I've learned along the way what works for me and how I want to share this work in the world. And that's something that will come with practice. It will be something that will come with you know, trying things out and seeing what works and what doesn't. And you'll find your groove with it too. But emotionally, this can be quite a taxing job if you don't learn the skills of detaching yourself from the situation. You know, stop making it about you. You're the voice, you're the medium, you're the in-between, you're the interpreter. So it's not your emotions to feel. Of course, there will be times when you will feel them, but they're not yours to carry. So it's about learning to detach from that. And uh, yeah, so no dangers as of yet that are necessarily like hopefully should put you off from being a, a medium or going to see a medium or anything like that. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, that it's been really insightful, that you've got to know me a little bit better and how I work and what mediumship truly is. Nothing to be afraid of. It's something that's so beautiful and actually so natural. And together we can change the dialogue and how mediumship is viewed around the world. So thank you for tuning in and giving this episode some airtime. I really appreciate it. Like I said, send me a message about the bundle. I would love for you to have your hands on that. And Keep an eye out for my next live round of Reunited. All right. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I want to express my utmost gratitude for having you joining me on this journey in making mediumship the norm. As we together continue to explore the depths of the spiritual realm, I ask if you could please leave a five-star review for the podcast. Your feedback and your ratings not only brighten up my day, but they also help others to discover the podcast so we can truly bring mediumship into the everyday homes and conversations. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and want to work with me and see what possibilities await you, I encourage you to book in a reading with me or to check out the Soul Love Academy. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible journey in making mediumship the norm. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, remember that you are a gift to the world. Together we awaken, together we align, and together we ascend. Love always, Melissa Espinasi. Mwah!